Hello and welcome to the 2023 season of Run My West Coast. I am your host, Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a show about running and racing in West Michigan. Podcast episodes feature stories from local runners and race directors, plus tips about running training. Listeners tune in to hear about the local running community, West Michigan races, and the Holland Haven Marathon. In this episode called Holland Haven is Better This Year, I'm getting into the ride down, talk about the GR Grand Fondo, a 40-mile bike ride. Also, an interview this month with Kyle Barnes. And, of course, Holland Haven is better this year. And feels really good to say that because every year I want to make Holland Haven better, and this being the 10th year. And it's been better every year except for 2020 when we had the race barely and it wasn't the greatest year. But ever since then, it's just been better and better, and I'm happy to say that it's it's going well for 2023. And additionally, uh, at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about all the West Michigan races coming up for July, so you can get your running list together for the summer. All right, let's get into the ride down. Now, Normus, I didn't say rundown. Normally on this show, we have the rundown, but in June, rather than go out and do a run, I went out and did a ride. I did a 40-mile bike ride in this event called the GR Grand Fondo. It used to be called MSU Grand Fondo. It's in Grand Rapids in the and the pandemic shut it down, and they brought it back this year. They got it going again, and uh, KeyBank was a presenting sponsor, and I talked to KeyBank a little bit, the lady there, and she said that her and her husband had used to ride in the MSU Grand Fondo, and they loved the event, and they wanted to bring it back, and her president, her sorry, her husband happened to be president of KeyBank, and so KeyBank got behind it, and they brought the Grand Fondo back, which was awesome. And so I had never ridden in this kind of race out here, I had, I shouldn't say race, but ride. I had volunteered there once before the pandemic. So I'd been to it before and I'd wrote, I've ridden in a couple of the smaller kind of rides like that here in Holland, but never this big one. And so it was cool to get out there and check it out. Uh, the weather was beautiful. A great day in Michigan. It was like 70 to 75 degrees, nice and sunny, very light winds, which is what you want on a bike ride. You don't want it to be windy. Um, and then, yeah, so what did I wear? My riding attire, I have, I have these Shimano brand clip in bike shoes and I have the pedals that go with them to put in my bike. And the reason I have these actually is because about 10 years ago, I decided to get into some triathlon training and I bought the, bought the shoes, bought the pedals for the triathlon. I did a couple of triathlons at a half iron man and some other ones. So I got that stuff already, but None, none of the really the other stuff. So uh, I wore my born primitive shorts were kind of, they're kind of workout shorts. I did not have the padded shorts. Um, I just had regular old shorts on. So, you know, in my, my, I didn't feel like my butt was that sore. If I'd had to go another couple hours, it would have got bad. But for the time I was out there, it was fine. I had on my team red, white, and blue shirt, which part of the reason I got into doing this was team red, white, and blue, the veterans organization that I'm a member of that, a lot of their runners come and run at Holland Haven and they volunteer volunteer at Holland Haven. They were getting together as a group to do this ride. And so I said, oh, oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll join up with them. So there was a handful of us out there, maybe 10 or a little bit less. And we got out and, and met up and rode. Didn't really ride with anybody because you kind of separate, but we rode the, ru- the ride and we got together afterwards and got to hang out at the end too. So I had my team RWB. It's a, it's a nice Nike red moisture wicking shirt. So even though I don't own like a bike Jersey, this, this shirt was just fine for the, for the event. 
I have riding gloves that I was wearing. I have a helmet, which is kind of a foam type of uh, riding helmet. I had on a small camelback, um, not a backpack, but more of a waist pack. It's just a one and a half liter water camelback. It goes around your waist because I didn't really know how I was going to carry enough water. I only have one water bottle uh, to put on my bike. And so I wanted to make sure I was going to have enough water out there being on a warm day. And this camelback, here's the funny thing about it. I bought it back when I was running marathons, uh, 2010 or 11 or something like that. And I remember when I ran the 2012 Boston Marathon, I'd carried my phone with me so I could get some pictures while I was out there. And I had one of those Blackberry phones is really, they're kind of small and it fit into the little pocket of the cam of this camelback, uh, where the water is. But then when I was trying to use it, uh, for this ride, my iPhone 14, I had to really shove it in there pretty good because it was almost way too big for the pockets of beer. I barely, uh, was able to get it in there and it worked out, but yeah, so I've had that for a long time. I had a water bottle. I had a, in my water bottle. I put um, this product called LMNT Element, which is a electrolyte uh, drink supplement. So it comes in a powder form, and it co- comes with magnesium, potassium, sodium. So I put that in my water bottle. So I had those those electrolytes on me in the bottle, and then the Camelback. I just had water, and then in my little uh, bike pack on the bike, I had a couple of UCAN bars. Now UCAN is a energy bar. That's fantastic. It's got this. It's got this super starch in it that the scientists developed into a bar for energy for athletes and people doing any kind of activity. But it was originally formed for babies uh, to give them energy, and they developed it into something even better. So I, I, I love UCAN bars. They they don't make you crash. They don't have sugar in them. They have a good a good carbohydrate in them that gets you going. So that worked out good. I had a couple of those for energy on the ride. Now, one thing I did not have was a road bike. I do not own a road bike. Never had one. I have a Trek mountain bike. It's about 10 years old, maybe a little longer. And so I was out there on that, whereas, you know, 90% of the people out there are on road bikes. I did see some other mountain bikes. I even saw some fat tire bikes. But primarily, this is a road road biking event. It was all on paved roads. There was no off-road or anything like that. So that definitely puts me at a disadvantage um, for the event for going on the course. Now, it's not technically a race, even though it was chip-timed. You did have a bib, and you did have a chip, and there was results. So I'm not sure why it's not a race exactly, but, yeah, it was a ride. So I was out there. I had a good time with it. But So we started right downtown Grand Rapids, right outside the Bob, that big bar. It's like five-story bar with all these different businesses inside of it. And they had a big start line, finish line area. They had lots of banners. They had a great MC walking around talking to people, telling us all the stuff that's going on. They had music. So it was a very festive feel, which was cool at the, at the start. And when you came through the finish, they called out my name and everything like that because I had a bib number. So uh, that was nice. Um, yeah, and the ride course. So we took off. We Obviously, we started in downtown Grand Rapids. And we went west somewhere you know, along the river. I know we ended up in Coopersville. So a lot of country roads, a lot of farmland, a lot of those smells of farm country, but it was nice to just be out in the wide open paved roads. Uh, yeah. Just seeing some Michigan a little bit after we got into Coopersville, we wound back through Marne and then into Grand Rapids. It was very hilly. Uh, didn't really know how hilly it was going to be out there. 
But you know, I welcome to the hills because I live in Holland. It's flat. I'm riding my bike or running in Holland. It's always flat. So it was nice to get out on the hills. I uh, I was at a disadvantage going downhill against the other riders because on their really good bikes, they're just going to cruise down the hill. Those bikes just go fast. They got smaller tires. They're aerodynamic, whatever it is. But going up the hills, I just stood up on every one of them. I just crushed it. I just went up the hill as hard as I could. I passed a lot of people going up hills, actually. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to make it happen. So I felt like I had a little advantage going up the hill because I do a lot more than just riding. I do a lot of, you know, running. I do a lot of squats. I do a lot of things to build my legs. So, you know, it was good. It was great. I had a, I had a great time out there on the ride. So that was the course. Also on the course, there was an aid station. It was at mile 17. So almost about halfway through. It was at a public park. Um, this was the kind of, it wasn't the kind of aid station that you think about on a running race. It wasn't like you just were going along and people handing you stuff. No, it was like set up in a pavilion. You had to get off your bike and go up there and get stuff. They had Porta John's there, which was nice. They had bottles of water. They had big containers of water where you could fill the, the water bottle for your bike, which was good to refill it. And then they had some food. They had little cups of peanut butter. They had these packets of planters like peanuts slash raisins slash M&Ms. They also had bananas. And they also had some protein bars. One thing that alarmed me and I was unexpected and was really crazy to me was there was nothing like of any kind of sugar energy there at the, at the aid station. Like, right, when you go to run a race, when they're providing food, Usually it's something like goo or gummy bears or there's Gatorade or something with that quick energy. And they didn't have any of this kind of stuff on the ride. I was very disappointed because that's what I was expecting. I was like, oh, I'll just take a couple of, you know, you can bars with me and I'll get some of that other stuff in the middle at the aid station. And I never saw anywhere posted on any of their event stuff that there was what food was going to be at the aid station. So I really didn't know. So partly my own fault. I didn't pack it. But also I was surprised when we run races, normally... You know, you have, you have some goo gels or you have something or shot blocks or cliff blocks or something like that. So I don't know why this is different when it's still an endurance event. You know, it's, I was still out there for almost three hours. Uh, my, my time on my Strava, I did start my Strava on my phone and ran it through time. So I knew where I was at. At the finish, I was two hours, 49 minutes at a pace of 14.3 miles an hour. And then on their official results, I was two hours, 53 minutes at 13.8 miles per hour. I think, you know, because I stopped about five minutes at the that aid station. And so Strava did like an auto pause that gave me a different time than the official results. And then in my placing, the results were kind of weird. I didn't, I'd never seen a results page like this. It was a little bit goofy to see what it all was. But I figured out in my 40-mile distance ride, because there was, there was actually four different distances. There was 40 mile, 80 mile, 25, and like a 12 and a half. So I did the 40 mile. There was 317 men in the 40 mile. I was the 213th man out of 317. So I, I don't know what my overall was against the women or in against all the anything else, but I was 213 out of 317 in men. Not that it was a race, but that's where I ended up, which was good. I did get a medal at the end, which I was surprised. I That I did not see any information on that about – you know, maybe I missed it. Could have been on Facebook, could have been on an email, but I did not know there was going to be a medal. It was a really nice medal, actually. And probably the first medal, maybe maybe ever, that I've gotten that's really two-sided. Like, it's engraved on both sides. It's got a picture of the city. It says Grand Fondo on it. 
the whole metal is, it's like a round metal fits in the palm of your hand, but it's the shape of a, it's a bike sprocket, which is kind of cool. It's got the teeth on it. So, and then the, you know, the ribbon says key bank says the, the, uh, name of the GR Grand Fondo. So I'm impressed with the metal. Didn't expect that at all. So I give them props on that one. Turned out really good. The food at the end was good. Now that they had advertised and I knew it was coming and they had a great little party at the end of the thing uh, at the event. So once I finished up, you had, you got two food tickets and you got two beer tickets per participant, which was great. And then they had like a fencing area. You had to be a participant to go into and there's tons of tents set up, tons of tables. You know, this was like, by the time I got to that point, it was almost noon on a hot sunny day. So out in the streets of Grand Rapids, on a hot sunny day, you had to be under a tent in the shade. It was it was definitely hot. And so I was able to find some water to drink to start because I had just done, you know, three hours of riding. And then I figured out the food. Uh, you know, it was by, there was a band out there. There was a band. It was called Funkle Jesse. They were good. They were playing music. So the food options I saw, there was an Asian uh, food place. There was a place with Power Bowls. There was a place with tacos. And there was a place with pulled pork sandwiches. So I ended up getting... Probably the best pulled pork sandwich I've ever had in my life. It was so good. And I don't even know who the vendor was because they didn't really have like the vendor set up with their names. It wasn't like this company's doing it. They must have just had the food catered in or something because it just was like general volunteers. So food was great. I had tacos also. I had a couple beers. New Holland Brewing was out there. They had all, a lot of their beers. I had a couple light points. That was great. So it was, it was a great little party afterwards. And, you know, that's the kind of – atmosphere you want at the end of, a, of an event like that it's it's kind of what i you know, always want to have for holland haven where we you get done you can sit around chat with people have a beer have some food listen to some music unwind a little bit so yeah that it was a great feeling that i always try to replicate that at holland haven and we're going to make it happen this year so i'm excited about it so glad i went out there and, and checked it out also got a t-shirt there was a the t-shirt was kind of a grayish blue and it had the design of Grand Fondo on the front of it. And then it was kind of a cotton polyester mixed material of shirt. So it was nice, good, good regular t-shirt. I think in a, in the, in the ride total, there were about 2000 riders between all the distances. And so we, you know, we took off and we lined up and it was like the 80 milers went and then, 15 minutes later, the 40 miles went and 15 minutes later, the 25 miles went and, you know, it almost felt like being at Riverbank run or at a marathon downtown Grand Rapids. Like it had that kind of feel to it of a whole bunch of people getting ready to go, you know, in the, in the, my total time of just under three hours, that's like a, that'd be a really fast marathon for me or a kind of a slower Riverbank run for me. So it's somewhere in between there, but it almost felt like I did one of those kinds of races, but you know, I didn't kick my butt like running does that far. I didn't feel nearly ex- exhausted just riding a bike. So that was cool. I, I had a good time with it. So that was GR Grand Fondo. Just let me tell you about the race and what they're out there doing. So now more than ever, people are looking for more trails to ride on. We are pleased to have West Michigan Trails as our charity beneficiary for the 2023 event. of the funds raised will go to West Michigan Trails for connecting trails and advancing our regional trails movement. So that's cool. Even though it was a road race, they're raising money for trails, which is awesome. So, yeah, that's the Grand Fondo. All right, next thing we got, there's an interview I did with a local guy here in Holland. His name is Kyle Barnes, and he is a track coach and cross-country coach at West Otto High School. And he's also putting on 
a running event, a race called the Run Woe 5K. That's Run W-O, which stands for West Ottawa. And his passion is getting kids into running, and that's what he's doing with his event. So let me get you on to Kyle. You can see what he's up to and find out about all the things going on with the Run Woe 5K. Hey, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you, man. Uh, glad we finally meet. Actually, yeah. we've. I I don't think I ever met you really that much because even at Holland Haven last year, I don't think I was around when you picked up your supplies, and then I didn't see you on the course because I didn't get out that far. And so, nope. yeah, it's kind of the we kind of know each other a year through email. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That, Which is kind of funny. Good to be here. Yeah. So, I like to start out with like your life as a runner because. Sure. Most race directors are runners. Like yep. you didn't just like pick it up one day. You were a runner first, and then you became a race director. So, like, what's your running background? Where'd you get started doing it? Um, probably like a lot of people. I, I started in high school, but pretty casually as a as a runner. Truthfully, I was a soccer player mostly, and I I guess I would say I played soccer and did track to stay in shape. Um, but like my my brother, older brother, recruited me to to run on the cross country team when inevitably we got eliminated from the soccer tournament. And so like, I, I was always a better runner than I was anything else. And so that's where I got started. Um, and then I went to, to Hope College and ended up, I was recruited to run track and play soccer. Long story short, I ended up not playing soccer and running cross country and track. And that's really where I fell in, in love with, with running. And so from there, just the passion grew and I was a decent runner and just continued it, moved on to um, running marathons as soon as I graduated from, from college, and so that's been what I've been doing for the last 10, 15 years, something like that, okay. running, mostly running marathons, but we've had our ups and downs since then with some injuries, and so we're getting back into it now. Yeah, so when you were in, when you were in college in track, I, I don't know much about college track, so like, what was the distances of the races you were doing? For me, I was long distance. I was never like the natural speed demon. I ran 5K, 10K on the track so 12 and oh. a half laps or 25 laps oh wow i didn't um, realize they were that long yeah 10k yeah 10k okay. on the track yeah um, occasionally the steeplechase which is 3k <laughs> yeah. with uh with the barriers that you jump over and then there's a water pit as well so that was probably my favorite event to do but it's probably also the hardest but yeah 25 laps on the track for 10k and then yeah. oh wow so then what how long are the cross-country races then uh 8k for division three so All right. Hope was Division Three, and so it was eight K for that. Division Two and Division One run ten K. Where is Hope's like course home course at the eight K course? Um, originally, oh, what's the name of it? It's off, it's off of Sixteenth Street, um, Van Ralty Farms. Oh, Van Ralty. So Farms. when I started at Hope, that's where it was. Oh, okay. And the first two years, it was in that those paths, those trails there, and then it moved out to um, is it Ridge Point? I think it's Ridge Point Church. Yeah, they have a some a few, uh, course there, and so I think my junior and senior year we started running there, and that's that's been the course since. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah, I had no idea of that. Yeah, that's cool. I think Holland High School, maybe Holland Christian, but some other high schools run their course there at, at Ridge Point as well. Yeah, and there's there's a eight full eight k's worth of running out yeah. there. Or you got double. Yeah, back I think it's it? double loops. Yeah, multiple okay. loops okay. in there, but it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's it was a great course. It was tough. There's a big hill. There's yeah. the ridge points that's right up on top of the ridge, and then you, you go down into the okay. valley and stuff. Yeah, I've actually did some mountain biking back there mm -hmm. before. I've never run it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right, good to know. Yeah. yeah. So you said you've been running a lot of marathons yep. since, since college. Yeah. 
So like, what, tell me, tell me some of the races um, you've run or what you've done. Well, I've done 25 marathons. Okay. Um, my first one was Grand Rapids Marathon and year there. It was the year two for them. That was my first one that, that I did. I've done that a couple times. I've done Chicago four times, New York once, Boston once, virtual Boston <laughs> during COVID. Right. Um, what else? I, I, so I did my, my PhD in New Zealand. And so I lived there for four years. And so I did some marathons there, like Auckland, Rotorua, Christchurch Marathon. So I've done some abroad. Oh, interesting. Um, probably my favorite one, truthfully, is that I've done is Charlevoix Marathon. And that's so, Northern Michigan? Yeah. That's that was what, just last weekend or something, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. And so... You were, were you at that one or I not? wasn't. No. Okay. I haven't done one in about a year and a half because okay. of an injury, which we can get into. But um, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. That's from, I'm originally from Northern Michigan. Oh, all so, right. Um, that's probably my local marathon that I've, and so I've done that a few times. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing I've done All right, recently. Man, if I wasn't putting you to work every year at Holland Haven, you might run it. But I would, yeah. I, I'm yeah. like, you know, I got work for you to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, maybe one of these years I can send the athletes to do the, <laughs> the work and they can cheer me on or heckle yeah. me one or the other when I'm coming by. Yeah. But I'd love to, I'd love to do it some year. Uh, so you got a little bit of an injury thing going mm-hmm. on. So so how's summer running looking for you now then? Good. So I had surgery last August. Um, they call it Haglund's deformity, which oh. is basically like the your your heel bone. There's like a deformity in it. And like over time, you've been running enough years that it, it caused bursitis. And so inevitably, I just ended up having to have to have it removed. And so they have to like peel the Achilles back, shave the bone off. And the recovery was a lot longer than I than I thought it would be. But it was worth it. I, just, I, I mean, I ran in pain for like two years with it. And so we're, it's great now. I'm getting into it. I have no pain. Fit. Been bike. I mean, I, I guess I learned to bike pretty well over the yeah, last imagine. year and a half, but, which is fun. So I mixed that in for cross training. So what are you, you going to run this summer for races then? Or what, well, you, what have you been doing? I've, I want to get back to marathons eventually. But right before, I guess I got hurt, I ran the fastest time I've ever run on U.S. soil. Okay, I ran faster in New Zealand when I was there. Was I was the fastest time I ever run on U.S. soil for a 5K, and I said I'm going to get back. I'm going to run faster than that. Then I'll get into back into marathons. All right, so starting the short ones, build yeah. up. That makes sense. Yeah, just it was a break. I mean, I, like I said, I, I think I had a solid 10, 12 years of you know running two, three marathons a year. Right, and and I would train pretty hard for them. And so now I just having doing something different, 5Ks, 10Ks, stuff like that. It's sure. fun to to do, but marathon the marathon will call me back. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you except for it's not calling me back, but <laughs> I did you know a handful of marathons too and now it's like, "No, nah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to run the short ones." Yeah. I'm also older than you. I'm 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 ready for my retirement uh, tour. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting there. I used to it's like, "I want to go run a PR. I want to run a PR everywhere you go." And now I'm getting to Let's go get a cool medal. Let's yeah. just, just run it, enjoy the course more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting closer to that oh, good. stage of my life. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. need a PR every no, single time. No, you just, just put enjoy. a lot of pressure on yourself yeah. anyways. I try to convince my wife to run a marathon. She's done two. She said she'd never do one again, but uh, I think I'll, I'll convince her to do one. Just do it with me. Then she'll probably just outkick me at the end. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you decided to start your own race. Now... Yeah. This race uh, run, West Ottawa 5K, yep. is it the first time you've ever been a race director or did you do any previous races before that as a director? Or no, this is, this is it for me. This is the okay. the, the first go at, at it. I mean, we, 
I coach cross country and track at West Ottawa High School, and so we put on you know high school five Ks and track races and stuff. But it's not this; it's nowhere the close to the same as hosting a, a road race for a community. Yeah, you know, it's just not nearly as involved at it. With that said, uh, my wife has some race directing experience. She used to direct the the Birmingham Bike Festival okay. over on the other side of the state, which is way more involved than what we do. Um, but she's sort of helped help guide the way a bit too. And so, yeah, run woe, 5K at West Ottawa High School. All right. So second year this year, yep. it's about a month away. And what, like, how did it go last year? Was your inaugural year? You were a rookie race director. Yeah. Like, what happened? Uh, well, it, it went pretty well. Uh, we got way more people than we, we were hoping for. Oh, we that's hope, awesome. Yeah, we were hoping to have 100 people register. Um, you know, because most times um, – you know, we're, it's, we're trying to raise money for our, our, our program at, at West Ottawa, and we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but we needed a certain amount, you know, just to break even. And my understanding, it's pretty tough to do the first couple of years oh, of, sure. of hosting a, a race. And so um, we were able to do that, cover our cost, which was, which was awesome. Um, but, you know, with all these things, so last year, of course, when we show up, uh, like a couple of days before the race, because they're building the brand new West Ottawa football stadium right. right there. All the sidewalks that we we're planning on running on were torn up a couple of days. <laughs> they just happened. To, that's, oh, this is a good day to. That's to, happened to me before yeah, for Holiday. Yeah. Yes, I know how you feel. <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, so then we got to close some roads or close off part of a road so, you know, to keep our runners safe. Uh, but for the most part, it went really well. Uh, you know, certainly there's a learning curve to this. And unfortunately, when you only put on a, one race a year, you get one shot at it. True. And you have to learn, and you don't get to amend those those errors and try different new things until, you know, three hundred and sixty five days later. Right. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. You definitely gotta make like a checklist and yeah. like, what went right, what went wrong, what can we do again the next year? And I mean, supposedly it gets easier every year because you got this list and it's just like it's on. Yeah. It's just on repeat, and you keep doing the same thing over and over. And and that to a point gets true. I mean, it's my tenth year of doing Holland Haven, and I've. And I've had the same like core staff of people like our like committee mm-hmm. with me the whole time, and so yeah, it's definitely kind of flowed now where I know what I'm doing. I have the I have a checklist where I do all this stuff in June every year, and mm-hmm. I do all this stuff in July every year. Like I know what I'm going to do in those months, and so yeah. just leading up to it and getting it all planned. So that definitely helps if you start making yeah. those lists. We're not there yet. Yeah, but we're definitely learning. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, but we're it's you know it it was it was it was a, it was a fun event. You know, as it was a new challenge for me just yeah. to put on something, and and you know, it's it was fulfilling to see that many people come out, have a good time, run our course. You see people wearing our race shirt around. I'm sure you feel the same way. You see yep. people with the Holland Haven stuff on. You're like, I do that, right? You know, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing to that like. You're in charge of all of that. And, yeah. If, um, anytime I see someone in a Holland Haven shirt, I just say, "Hey, nice shirt." Yeah. They don't know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you know we're we're definitely learning, but uh, we feel good about what we're doing, where we're at, and okay, hopefully continue to grow it. How many runners did you have last year? One hundred eighty-seven. Okay, and yeah. what's your goal for this year then? Two hundred plus. Okay, so yeah. you're just trying to improve a little bit. Yeah. Get up. There. Like I said, we were hoping for a hundred. Yeah. Last year, and we hit one eighty-seven. One eighty-seven is great for a first year five k. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think two hundred plus will be a, a reasonable goal. I I don't. I mean, maybe we should be shooting higher, but we'd be happy to, to hit that number, you know, and just steadily grow it over the, the time of 
Yeah. Yeah, over the course of time. You got time. Yeah. You got lots of time. You're yeah. gonna, I mean, you know, this is your second year. You're already probably thinking I'm doing this the year after, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be an ongoing thing. Yep. It's not It's yep. not a couple of years and done. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right. So, what what was the weather like last year when you did the run? Hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michigan yeah. summer. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it was great weather, though, fortunately. Um, we got a little worried because there were some showers that came in the night before last year. But the race day weather was was great. We didn't have any issues okay. at all with it. That's if anything, just providing water. Fortunately, 5K, you're not quite as concerned. Yeah. But, you know, you, you just never know, what, like, what kind of conditioning you get from people. And so, like, we have golf carts out there. We're supporting the athletes however however we can to get around the course. But. It was it was great weather. Right. Last yeah. Year. Yeah. A lot of community runs. You have a lot of non-runners. People mm-hmm. just came out to support it. Yep. They've never run very much, or they're yep. they're just going to walk, or yeah. You just get a lot of different people that are non-runners. Yep. So, unfortunately, we have a one-mile race as well, um, which we call it the one one-mile family fun run, and we don't put a lot of rules around that. Like we allow strollers. You can bring your dog. All of all of that stuff. So it's not necessarily following all the. USA road race rules that, that right. are out there. Um, but we just want people to, to come out, have a good time, support our cause, um, get involved, you know, be active, even if it's if it's one mile or a 5K. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So one mile to 5K. Yep. Any any plans to, like, add more down the road? Or have you thought about it? I all? haven't thought about it. No. Yeah. Right I mean, now you got all you, all you need. Yeah. It's, I mean... I mean, you know what it's like. Like, I mean, I can't imagine the logistics that go into a marathon, even a half marathon. And so... Um, you know, maybe a 10k someday. Yeah. We'll see. Um, you know, maybe if the numbers get there, if the demand uh, gets there, but 5k and one mile is is fun. And like I said, we want to try to get kids involved as well of all ages. And yeah. We, so, what's your like ratio of adults to kids participating? Um, fifty like fifty or no? It's it's much higher adults. Okay. Still, um, we want to get more kids involved in it to run the mile. But when we had kids, like I think we had a three year old run oh, the mile. Dang. Yeah last year and so you get families out there and i mean i don't know how long it takes them it doesn't really matter how long sure. it takes them to do it but it's a it's a fun course it's a safe course for for kids to to get out there and we have some young kids surprising how young you have some kids run 5k like i never would have run that that long when i was oh, that yeah. age you know or i'm probably the half marathon too but yeah oh yeah i you're right um yeah and so yeah kids of all ages are, are welcome to to do it all right now are there um is there a timer or do you have chip time do, do everything yep. like that? Yeah. Okay. Chip time. Um, so everybody gets an official time. Yeah. And then the results are like posted on yep. run sign up page yep. after that. Yeah. We post them on the, our run sign up that we have for our, for our race registration. Um, and then the timer will, we'll have them posted as well. And so okay. we'll share those however we can with our, with our participants. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's, let's go into a little bit of like, what's the background of the race and the mission and, like you're doing this for West Ottawa, but yep. where's the money going and what are you trying yep. to do? And, you know, you're trying to get kids running and what's it all yep. about? So like I said before, uh, I coach West Ottawa girls track and cross country. And when we started, we just found like, we're, we're, I guess we're treating it sort of like a grassroots type of thing, trying to get more kids involved in running at, at all levels. And so um, with that, like I'm in charge of the high school program, but we have a middle school program um, part of the run woe is this this year during that spring term for I guess yes yeah, spring term for kids in fourth and fifth graders we started this run woe uh, kids running program and it was in five of our eight elementary schools this year and so it was kind of like girls on the run gotcha but it was run woe and so we had like eighty kids 
participate that both boys and girls and at the end of that they ran either a one two or three mile race okay um and so really at this point we have kids participating in running in fourth through 12th grade at the west ottawa district and we're trying to get more kids involved and that's really the mission of the race is just to get more kids involved in running because we feel like one it's the easiest thing that you can take with you for the rest of your life sure to live a healthy active active life and whether they turn into track and cross-country runners if they do great but running translates into every other sport that you do as well so just in ter- but also just health fitness you know see what we see with the childhood obesity epidemic like it's concerning like i see some kids that like at day one of track practice can't run a lap around a track you know and like that's you know what they should be able to to do that so we're trying to grow that awareness try to get kids involved with it but with that said all the money that we raise from run woe goes back into those programs to support those athletes and so whether that's covering the costs involved and so if the school doesn't have funds to um, for a kid to get involved in something um, we'll use run well money to to do that um, you know another big thing that I've seen working with young athletes and especially young women is the eating related issues that sure. come along with it and that's that's part of the sport and like we know that's a problem the mental health issues that come along with it and so trying to provide nutritional support to to our athletes you know at all levels so doing those types of things so yeah all that money goes directly back into the program Um, and we also have our our track club it's called the shore track club and so um, and that's for kids of all ages as well Usually, we, that's our sort of our club team to compete either in postseason competition for track or cross country or the indoor track season. But the same thing, there's a cost that goes along to be a part of that. Um, it's like any other club sport. Ours is pretty minimal, the cost. But if kids can't afford that, we're not going to make that a barrier. And so we just simply ask them, like, if you can't afford this, you know, check this box. We'll cover the costs of being involved in the club, on the club team. And so that covers the cost, you know, for kids to be involved. And so we don't want, we don't want money to be a, a, a barrier for any kid to get involved with any of our running programs. Wow. So it sounds like this race is pretty important, though, because everything, everything you're bringing in for it is getting kids running. That's, yep. you're, like you said. And it's, it's cool that you're starting that's, like, really young because if you get kids into good habits when they're younger, mm-hmm. they're going to continue in their teenagers, adult years. So that's really good. I, it's really good that you got them running. I mean, not every kid's just inherently going to become a runner like no. you or I did in middle school because no. we liked it. Like, yeah. you're right. So, but yeah. they, hopefully they can see the benefits. Like I said, I mean, would we love them to join track and cross country and make our programs better? Of course. But like a lot of them, like I said, if, if you want to be a, a football player, a soccer player, tennis, whatever, like there, there's still a fitness foundation that is just running. You know, like so many people, so many coaches use running as a punishment. You know? That's a bad idea. Right. It's a terrible idea. Like, like it's not a punishment. Like you're like, no, go run. You can be fitter, which means you're gonna be a better athlete. Yeah. You know, and like that's we need to train change kids' mentality about it as well, and coaches about it. But hopefully kids starting earlier is that it'll be that much easier for them. But yeah, I mean, we're trying to get kids involved. We're hopefully this run well Panther Pathway program that we have going right now, it's in five of the eight elementary schools. I'm hoping next year it's in all eight elementary schools and then hopefully we can also right now it's fourth and fifth graders hopefully maybe in a year or two we can add third graders maybe someday we'll be able to go k through five with the with the program for sure all eight so you just schools. start small and then you just 
build it up, right? Yep. Just like anything else. Yeah. So literally everything we do goes back into providing support for, you know, kids in our, in our program. Very cool. All right. So when your race, what's the race date? July 22nd. July 22nd. And it's, where's it? It takes place right at the high school. Yeah. And so the, um, right at West Ottawa stadium, you can't miss it. Now it's a brand new football stadium, just North of the, of the high school. And so we'll do everything out of the stadium. Um, I think we got new signs. So you make a little bit of money. You got to put some money back into the race too. And so it shouldn't be easy, hard to miss in terms of where to park, where registration is, but everything will occur. Registration, check-in. Um, the start is right in front of the stadium. The finish is in the stadium. So uh, if you haven't been there yet, a beautiful stadium. There's a tunnel that goes right underneath the, the main grandstand. And so that's the new finish for that's the race pretty, too. That's cool. Yeah, I, go was gonna, the, yeah, I was going to kind of ask you what the course was like. So the yeah. finish, you go under the tunnel. Mm-hmm. What, and the, are and, you running on sidewalks or like on butternut? Or? Yeah. And so it starts, there's, a, there's one road that is in between the high school and stadium. We'll close that off. It's just a, sort of a pat, uh, inter-entrance road for, to, for parking for students. Start there and then head out onto the sidewalks. Everything's on sidewalks um, around the, the West Ottawa campus there um and then you just turn into the to the stadium and finish through the the tunnel onto the onto the field okay so, so it must be pretty flat i can't imagine there's any hills pancake flat yeah okay yeah, and it is flat and fast okay yeah, we had some people run personal bests last year in our first year and last year the course was a little different because they were in construction for the stadium so but the start and finish is a little bit different but yeah there there's i i bet the elevation change is is two feet oh yeah i believe you <laughs> So what? No, so when they get in, uh, come through the tunnel or in the stadium, they finish. Then what's going on? What do you, what's your experience as a runner after you finish? Well, we're up? gonna have with the. I mean, we have so much more capacity with the stadium there too, and so um, we're gonna have loud, you know, live music blaring. Well, I guess it would be li- not live music, but music playing in in the stadium. Um, some of our sponsors will have uh, vendor booths there. We'll have um, food, drinks for for everybody, um, for all the finishers, and so hopefully, just be a fun atmosphere for yeah kind of the good stuff you want to have at the end of a race okay that sounds cool yeah um any what else is anything else new that's wasn't other than the course in the stadium anything new from then last year well that's the biggest change for it and that's what we were hoping to do last year but the stadium wasn't wasn't ready yet yeah so that's the biggest change this year um yeah, we'll have um, some new um, awards for age groups and finishers that we're going to provide for people. Now, like, we know how many people that we're expecting or we can anticipate having this year. Um, everybody gets a race shirt, and so um, it should be a great, yeah, okay. great experience for yeah, everybody. Yeah, so you got age group awards. Yep. Um, what, are, what are, like, um, is it every five years, every 10 years? Every 10 years. Every 10 years. Yeah, okay. I think when we get to a little higher threshold of participants, we'll expand that. Oh, yeah, that to, totally makes to sense. I mean, years. I think the first, like, six years of Holland Haven, we did 10-year age mm-hmm. groups until we got more people. It yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you just get bogged down in all those. So, But kids will get awards, too, okay. for finishing the, the one mile. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Cool. Now, can you do the one mile and the 5K both? Are they at different times? Or do you you have could. To- you yeah, could? you could do both if you want. So how do they I, go? I suppose if you're fast enough for the 5K. The 5K goes off at 8.30 a.m. Uh, one mile goes off at 9.30. Oh, so you gotta, you'd have an hour yeah. to get a 5K in. Yep. Which even, even walking a 20-minute yeah, mile, you, you just do about that. make it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's really feasible for most people <laughs> yeah, if, they, if they wanted to do both. Yep. And we've had, we had a few people do that last year that ran the 5K and then came back and ran with their kids yeah. in the, the one mile. I'm trying to think if we had anybody 
we didn't have any like crazy uh, competitive one milers. You know, it was I think it was like an eight year old that won the one mile yeah. last year. Yeah. And I mean, if people want to come out and run a try to run a super fast mile, go for it. You know, um, there'll be you know kids, adults of all ages running that that one mile. Yeah. Okay. So what? How's as a race director like? How's the planning coming on your end this year? What are you feeling like? Well, I'm not as coming. Uh, it's not as last minute yeah. as as last year, and so that feels a little bit better. Um, and we're ahead in terms of our registrations that we were last year, and so all of that is looking good. Um, certainly, in terms of course prep, we we know the course, but there's so many things that we were able to purchase for last year in terms of just making sure that the course is well marked for everybody. And so we just need to prepare all that, you know, flags for corners and just make sure that's safe for, for everybody. And so people know exactly where to, to go. And so that type of stuff we have to get done. But in terms of, you know, doing a podcast like this, hopefully, you know, it's getting the word out to people in the West Michigan area to um, hopefully get involved, you know, come check out our, our race. Um, You know, and that's kind of the cool thing. I feel like with West Michigan is that like, we've got some really great races and, you know, we picked a date, you know, per, on purpose to not interfere with the established races that are already sure. going on that, you know, that's a part of it. And maybe that's, you know, but you don't want to compete with other races, but you know, I, I feel like people, other race directors have been really supportive of you know, trying to get our mission and our race out there too, so that we can, they can help grow our race and we can try to help grow theirs as yeah. well. And so that's been really awesome that like, just in terms of this community, of runners, race directors, people are willing to help each other out to to spread the word and get people involved in each other's races. Yeah, because like you know, a rising tide brings up all ships, right? So if I'm helping you, it's helping all races. Or if yep. you're helping me, I, I feel like that too. Let's just get more people involved in running in general. Yeah, it just gets a bigger population of runners, and then we all benefit as race directors in yep. races, and the community benefits, and it's just snowballs. Yeah, and who knows? Sure. Maybe Run Woe is the first five k that you've ever done before, and you know. People get hooked. They love it. You know, you have a great experience, and I feel like you're going to have a great experience at, at Run Woe. And they're like, I want to do another one, or I want to move up to the 10K, or I want to try a half marathon. Well, Holland Haven. Yeah. You know, we have early, an 8K. Yeah. They can do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and most people have never run an 8K, and so you're going to run a PR. I know. Right. That's the best thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're probably going to run a PR no matter what, because you've never run one yeah. before, which and is I'm, fun. And I'm putting out a PR bell this year that you can oh, ring cool. when you hit, get your PR, nice. so that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but th- those types of things, and, you know, Holland Haven, it's a, it's like the perfect time of year to run a race. And so, like, if you don't want really cold weather and you don't want hot weather, it's probably about the perfect time yeah, to run right a half fall. marathon. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I, so that's our hope, too, is that people will, like – want to continue to do this they have a great experience in the summer maybe they haven't even they haven't stepped they haven't run a mile they haven't run a step all summer they just come out and do it they're like oh this is fun this is good yeah i feel good after doing this i want to continue to do this i'm going to find other races and there's lots of other races to be found in our area yeah just get people running that's yep. that's awesome yeah um so you wanted to do a discount code for listeners yeah okay yeah so discount code is run mi west michigan Okay. Okay. So run MI West Michigan, 10% off your, your entry fee, um, for whatever races that you, that you run. Awesome. Run my West Michigan. So there's yeah. your, there's your discount code. Yeah. Get registered out uh, now. Or do you have, um, are the prices set or they go up on a certain date they, or are they set? Or? They've already gone up. Okay. So yeah. prices are set until yeah. the race date now. Yeah. Don't worry about so, like that. Yeah, $30 for the 5k, $20 for the one mile. Okay. Yeah. So no, no problem there. 
And then registration is online. Yeah, so you go to run sign up and you can either use the search option, search run woe or run woe 5K. You should be able to find it or um, just do a Google search, run woe or run woe 5K and it'll pop right up. Okay. It's the first thing that comes up if you search run woe 5K. All right. And so, like, if people want to get updates on the race, where can they get information best? We have a five, or we have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, for Run Woe, um, just check that out. You can you can follow us. Um, otherwise, register for the race. You can get updates that way too. Sure. You're sending out <laughs> update emails, or they get yeah. emails with information. Yeah. I'm yeah sure. As we get closer, there'll probably something will go out in the, a month out. Just let people know where we're at with with things, and then certainly. Um, two weeks out, one week out, and any last-minute things that pe- runners or participants need to, uh, to know before they'll get. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you got it put together pretty good to me, man, for uh, the second year. We're trying. It's sounds, a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work, but we're, we're having fun with it, trying to get people uh, involved. And, I mean, I like to be communicated with, with things, and so I just think about, like, what – I mean, I've run between marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, all that stuff. You, know, you think about, like – what were good things that you saw? What were bad things that you saw? What, what what do you want out of a out of a race? You know, and try to provide those things as best you can, you know, for the for the participants. Yeah, for sure. Just copy other ideas mm-hmm. from. I mean, that's how I got started for sure. Yep. Just like looking at races. And, and certainly, when I started thinking about this a couple of years ago, I mean, this is probably two two years in the works before we actually pulled the trigger to to do it. You know, you go to races. You go like I started going more. at, with my race director hat on, mm-hmm. just paying attention. I know what you mean exactly to, to things, and and I, I would run the race, but I was more paying attention to all the logistical, yeah, stuff that that went into it. And then when you really sit down and think about it, it's a little overwhelming, sure. But like you, like you said, you just start thinking about like what do I need to do? In well, I guess for me it would be even in the fall, but certainly after. January, you start thinking about things like, what do I need to do in January and February? Right. March, we're getting there. Now that we're into to June, we're in the thick of things in terms of wanting to spread the word to, to people. That's probably the biggest thing right now is just trying to spread the word to, yeah. to other to runners out there, get involved. Yeah, the, marketing's the not easy no. for anybody, and especially if you don't have a marketing background, right. which, you know, I had to learn it my own <laughs> way, and so are you, and yep. just kind of, you just kind of feel it out and yep. figure it out. So, yeah, I get you on that one for sure. Right. So, yeah. Well, man, it sounds like it's going good. Um, any other uh, closing thoughts or anything you want to? Well, I just appreciate you having me. You okay. know, I, I guess to all the listeners out there, help us spread the word. That'd be great. Um, you know, if you can't participate, if you're going to be away or whatever, spread the word to somebody else. Um, but I think if you do come, you're going to have a great, great experience. And so um, we hope to, to see you out there. All right. And sounds you know, awesome. It's going to a great cause. Yeah. You know, supporting going kids. to an awesome cause. Yeah. So, all right, man. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Holland Haven is better this year. I said that all right. I said that already, didn't I? Yeah. But it's true. There's a lot of reasons why. And my one of my number one goals as a race director is to make Holland Haven better every single year. And I feel like this year we're really doing a good job with it. Uh, if you didn't know, 2023 is our 10th year of running Holland Haven. And we are celebrating a decade of running Holland, which is cool. Ten years ago, I couldn't even envisioned where we'd be at with the race. And so to see where it's gone to and where it came from is really cool. Um, our, our 2023 race medals, you are going to love. If you're running the race, we have a commemorative 
10th year anniversary medal this year. Uh, it's all newly designed. So if you've run the race in the past few years, you know we've had like our logo is the medal. Well, this year we've taken it and we've put a circle around our logo that says, you know, 10th anniversary. And inside that circle, this metal is going to be spinning on a vertical axis. So you got a spinning metal, and it's also a very big metal. We've never had a metal this big before. Like when you get a hold of it in your hand, it's going to fill up your hand this year, the metal. So I'm excited about like how much bigger, how much cooler the design is. I just want like runners when they finish to get something that they can take home and say, yeah, it was at the 10th anniversary and I came away with this medal. So it's, it's super cool. You will love that. Also, we have our, you know, our trifecta medal. That's like the coveted medal. If you run all three of our events, the 8K, the half, and the full, you get this trifecta medal. And we just upgraded the ribbon for a fresh new look. And so if you got trifecta before and you're going to earn it again, you can get the second version of the trifecta. Or if it's your first time, you can still get the second version of it. So just try to keep it upgraded, keep it fresh, keep it looking good. So if it's your first year in Holland Haven, you know, come back two more years, you can get the trifecta. Or if you're getting it for the second time, that's awesome too. So pick that up. Uh, if you get the trifecta, it will be at the awards table. So it won't be at the finish line like the regular finisher medal. Go find it at the awards table. Same thing with the Double Dutch Challenge medal. So if you ran Tulip Time this year and you're going to run Holland Haven as well, you can earn the first ever, first ever Double Dutch Challenge medal, which is that combination medal for runners who've done both events. Again, that one will also be at the awards table, and that's a super cool medal. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's just it's really big, round metal with tulips on it and the windmill. It looks very Holland. It's a cool design. Excited about that one. Another thing I got going on that's new this year that makes it better is we got different age group awards, new age group awards. So what I've done this year for age group awards, I come up with an idea of we're going to do a pin. No, I shouldn't say I just came up with this idea. Our committee came up with it. Like I got to give them some props. Came up with it together as a group. We're doing a pin that looks just like our logo, like our medal. And it's going to say like first place in your age group, second place, third place in your age group. And when in this, this, this uh, pin, you can pin it right on the ribbon of the medal of your finisher medal. So it's a cool way to get your pin that has your award name right on it, pin it right on your medal. If you're going to hang that thing on your wall when you get home or if you're walking around the you know, the recovery zone afterwards, people are going to know you were first in your age group, you were second. So I'm, I'm really excited about these pins. They're going to look really cool. It's going to be something as a, as a keepsake you know, to show off your accomplishments down the road. And speaking of recovery zone, so after you finish your race, head to the recovery zone. And this year... We are featuring our Pawsathon celebration supporting Harbor Humane Society. Pawsathon meaning like a dog paw, cat paw, right? We're su- we're supporting animals. So what we're doing this year is runners, their friends, their family, spectators, volunteers, partners can all enjoy a free community meal together. So having that community meal, I'm going to have tables. You can grab food. You can sit down. You can chat. You can talk. You can hang out with people. Uh, no restrictions on how much food you can get. No restrictions on who can get the food. It could be your little brother. It could be your college roommate. It could be a volunteer. Anybody can come up and get food. We're not charging. There's no tickets for the food. We want anybody in attendance to be able to come and eat with us and just hang out and be together. Secondly, we're going to have Muscle Man Music Company rocking out the tunes. So 
they are a couple friends of mine from the gym right there, CrossFit Holland. We're the in the we're in the parking lot there. They do DJ and uh, MC services, so they're going to be out there putting out music, talking up the race, t- saying what's going on. So we're going to have a DJ right there. We're going to have some good tunes going. We're going to have a good vibe going there in the parking lot after you get done running. Where we'll also have adult beverages available. So finally. Since 2019, we've not had adult beverages. Now with Harbor Humane coming in to help us get that going, we're going to have alcohol. We're going to have, you know, beer, White Claws, Truly, stuff like that. And on your race bib this year, you will have a beer ticket. So when you finish the race, you can walk right over to where the alcohol is, hand them your beer ticket, and you can get that complimentary beverage for being a race participant. Now, if you want to get more or if you want more for your family, we are going to we are going to be charging for that but that's because we're going to be supporting Harbor Humane Society with that money. So, we want to support them, we want to support the shelter, we want to support adoptions, we want to support all the things that Harbor Humane needs to keep those animals safe, keep them going, get them adopted. So, we're raising a little bit of money through alcohol sales that way. So, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. You guys get to have a couple beers with your family, Harbor Humane they can help out the animals. Now, speaking of animals, we will also have on-site in the recover zone at the Pause-a-thon celebration actual animals you can adopt. We will have puppies there on-site for licking your sweaty face. So go find yourself a puppy when you're done. If you're sweaty, have them lick it all off. Pick it up. Check them out. They will be adoptable. They will be there. So, I mean, who doesn't want to cuddle a puppy after they just got done running? Doesn't that just sound like the most fun ever? So do that in the recovery zone as well. Um, yeah, some other things I got going on this year. We got a bunch of new Holland Haven swag that's going to be there, our 10th anniversary stuff. So look for the Holland Haven tent. You can pick up like your favorite hoodie, quarter zip, pint glass, or sticker to commemorate the 10th year anniversary of running. We got all that swag's going to be there. You can go and pick that up uh, right after you get done running. Another cool thing I got coming up this year I want to tell you about. So I came up with this idea from somewhere of doing a PR bell, a PR being personal record. Um, so if you run your fastest 8K ever, maybe it's your first 8K ever, that's a PR, right? Maybe it's your first half ever, then that's a PR. So if you make it in your fastest time ever in any distance, we're going to have a PR bell right out in the middle of the recovery zone. You can walk up, you can ring the bell really loud, like everybody's going to know, you can sell, they can cheer you on, celebrate and say, yeah, you did your best. You had an awesome time. This is a big bell. Like imagine like a big, like 12 inch dinner bell that you would have, uh, you know, your mom calling you home for dinner or something like that. So that's super cool. In addition to this being a PR bell, it's also a BQ bell. So we're double, we're using this for a double, uh, situation here where if you get a, if you qualify for Boston, you can also go up and ring the bell. It's going to be our BQ bell as well. So it doesn't mean you ran your fastest marathon. It doesn't have to be. But if you ran the full and you punch your ticket to Beantown, go out there, ring that bell, let everybody know it. We're going to be excited for you. Speaking of Boston, we are beyond excited to be listed with Runner's World as one of the nine races in the U.S. where you can double dip and qualify for Boston Marathon this year. Um. There's only three races in Michigan, in fact, that have this honor. So if you run the Holland Haven on September 10th, and if you qualify for Boston, because of the qualifying dates, 
you'll qualify for both the 2024 and the 2025 races. They're only doing this for races that are between September 1st and September 15th. So if you're trying to BQ this year, Holland Haven is the place to be. You can run one race this year and you can get into Boston 2024 and 2025, which is legit. You don't have to go out and qualify again. So come out, run hard, get your BQ, ring the bell, go to Boston, you know? So yeah, register today, man. If you're not registered already, get your BQ and see you there. Be awesome. All right. That wraps up the Holland Haven and why it's so good this year and why it's better. But there might probably be more things to come on that one. On the next episode, I'll give you more information of why it's getting even better. But for now, let's get into our local race calendar. I want to tell you about all the other awesome races coming up because it's summer. And summer means a lot of 5Ks. Summer means 4th of July celebrations. And it just means a lot of great races. So I got all these races in West Michigan that you can run. And you can check them out by clicking on the race name right in our show notes. So it'll take you right to their information page where you can register, you can sign up, you can find out all the information about the race. You don't have to go searching for it. I got them all listed for you there. And I'm going to tell you a good list of races. I'm excited. So here we go. Starting with Ale Vans, Firecracker, Fury 5K in South Haven on July 1st. Battle Creek Half Marathon in 5K on July 1st. Caledonia Kilt Classic 5K on July 1st. Freedom Run 5K in Door on July 1st. Buck Creek Run 5K in Granville on July 1st. NN AutoCam 4th of July 5K in Kentwood on July 4th. Sand Lake Run for the... Oh, sorry. Say that again. Sand Lake Run for the 4th on July 4th. Schoolcraft Firecracker 5-Mile on July 4th. T-Rex 10-Miler and 8K Wimpy in Lowell on July 4th. This is the run you should be going to on July 4th. I'm, I love this run. So I've run it so many times. It's out in Lowell at Fallsburg Park in just the nastiest, most horrendous terrain you could ever think of, of hills and trails and dirt and sweat and rivers, and it's so much fun. And the guys that put it on, the Old Farts Running Club, they just, they do such a great job with it. It's just the most nonchalant run kind of thing. I mean, you can you can walk up the morning of and just write a check and um, do your entry fee, and they have you sign a waiver. And then for a bib, they just give you like a little slip of paper to pin on your on your shirt. I've run the I've run the ten mile. Uh, I've run the ten mile in both. I've run it in my twenty mile weight vest before. I've run it without. I've run the 8K Wimpy two years ago. I ran the 8K Wimpy. I came in second place overall, which is a 5K. Uh, gnarly race, fun race, great atmosphere. Get out to Lowell, run the T-Rex. Um, yeah, it's a great time. All right, what else we got? Hess Lake Run, 13.1 mile, 10K, 5K in Nuego on July 8th. You got Run the Riverwalk 5K in Lowell on July 8th. Youth Village 5K, Battle Creek on July 8th. Magic of the Mile in Grand Rapids on July 11th. Lake Michigan RTS 10K in Holland on July 15th. Another great, just gnarly run to get out and do. This is a Gazelle sports event. They do a great job putting it on. Uh, if you haven't, It used to be called Lakeshore Miracle Run, the toughest race you'll ever love, which is a pretty cool name for it. Uh, you just run 
you start on some paved streets, but after a while you're in the trails. And then next thing you know, you are running along Lake Michigan in the water. And the next thing you know, you go up this big sand dune. And then you get to the top of it, you look, and then there's the really, really big sand dune that you have to go up. So a challenging race and super fun. So Lake Michigan RTS, awesome run. Uh, Robinette's Wine Run 5K in Grand Rapids on July 15th. The Run OHS 5K in Muskegon on July 15th. Metroway 5K in Wyoming on July 20th. And speaking of that one, I had race director Mandy Kitchen on this podcast in season one. Uh, it was episode five, talking about Metro Way. So if you want to hear about that event, go back to season one, episode five, listen to that one. Uh, there's the Laker Loop 13.1 mile, which is a half marathon in Spring Lake on July 22nd. Then you got the Run Woe 5K and one mile in Holland on July 22nd. And you know all about that one because we just listened to Kyle Barnes tell us all about it. So make sure you sign up for Run Woe. Get out there and run that one in Holland. Support those kids. Uh, Gospel Feet 5K, Grand Rapids on July 28th. Byron Days 5K in Byron Center, July 29th. Coast Guard 10K in Grand Haven on July 29th. Be careful of that one. There's some hills out there that'll sneak up on you. You don't think it's that hilly in Grand Haven because you're by the water? Not so true. Not so true. Uh, Fruitland 5K Trail Run in Whitehall, July 29th. Spartan Nash YMCA 5K in Byron Center on July 29th. Then you got the Holland Blueberry Run 5K in Holland on August 15th. Now that one is my race that I've put on. It is our course preview for Holland Haven Marathon. And we did it in 2018. We did it in 2019. We're bringing it back in 2023. It's a little pretty informal 5K out at the Bowerman Blueberries Farm Market on James Street. I'm going to do more information on that one on the next podcast because it's going to be right before it comes out. But just know that you can come out with the community. You can run. You can get on the Holland Haven course. Check it out. You're going to get a free donut. And it's just going to be a little Tuesday night get-together run for people in the, around the Holland community or anybody who wants to come. Then, of course, finally you know the big race coming up, Holland Haven Marathon in Holland on September 10th. So that's our races in West Michigan. Hope you get out there and run one, and uh, yeah, we'll see you out there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Run My West Coast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, and share it with your running friends. Your support of Run My West Coast and the running community in and around West Michigan keeps the runners running. You are truly appreciated, and I'm grateful for the chance to share my thoughts with you. Thanks again, and see you on race day.